Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my westerly co-host, Mozzie. How we doing? Oh, I'm doing mighty fine. I see you coming into my spittoon <laughs> with all your fancy schmancy predictions and shishishes and all that. <laughs> Rare to talk about the West. You kind of sound like Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. <laughs> this is Dan Bullshit, Campbell with the twang. <laughs> You're dirty, Dan Campbell. <laughs> oh, <I'm> dirty Dan. <laughs> uh, but yes, my uh, my half-assed uh, modifier is signaling we're going with the Wests today. We're gonna start over in the NFC though, where we both have the Rams atop the division. West is a pretty one of those pretty good divisions, and I was gonna say this, you know, the West divisions are the salty spittoon <laughs> of, the N- of the NFL. Yeah. Who do we say was the uh, super weenie hut general? Oh, so of the division or of just like all the divisions yeah, in general? Just like the divisions in general. That's a tough one. It maybe there's a couple runners. I think the NFC North could be one. Okay. Um, maybe the AFC South. Uh, depending on how the Titans are this year, I would right. say if if the if the Bucks falter, that division could be rough. Or um, pr- honestly, the best bet's probably the NFC East, though. Oh yeah, because they've got the Giants, Washington, and Cowboys. Like those teams could all flounder. Right. Which, just a side note, the uh, the Giants did just release Blake Martinez, who was yeah. pretty good for them. Um, so I don't know if they're just like, fuck this season, we're tanking, or if it's kind of, uh, we're just gonna do sort of a soft rebuild, because the offense is, has like a lot of young pieces, and maybe they're just gonna purge the defense and do kind of a rebuild, but like half rebuild. Yeah, they're, they're one of the teams along with like Washington that had like one of the like the kind of good fronts but terrible linebacker groups but we'll we'll save that for another time on our on our line of front seven rankings let's let's get into the the west here so we've got the rams atop super bowl champions yeah, they kind of they kind of deserve this top spot because they didn't really change a whole lot and any holes that were left have been filled again they yeah, yeah they, they quickly refilled anyone that lost uh so for a little recap there um they lost von miller um, Darius Williams, Sebastian Joseph Day on defense, but got Wagner and Troy Hill. And on offense, they pretty much replaced Corbett with no bloom on the line. Um, and then gained Allen Robinson to replace a Robert Woods. And um, of course, the Odell they had was injured. Then uh, he's gone now. So they he missed yeah, like they, the whole season, though, right? Uh, like, Robert or, Woods, or yeah. To it. Yeah, Robert missed a lot of the season. And then Odell. Was around for a little bit because he got hurt as well after they got him. Uh, 
So yeah, not not a whole lot of change. The main thing is just can they kind of keep up the same level of efficiency? They do have a new OC, but probably still going to be McVeigh at the helm. I think right. our main concern is just Stafford's overall health. That's kind of the big yeah, thing. Yeah, I have a little bit of gut concern for <laughs> Stafford. You know, losing Whitworth is um they still have no boom like their line is still solid Uh uh-huh but whitworth was an absolute monster even at like age 40 he was still insane at his position and was like an all pro so that you know stafford's coming in a little banged up his elbow's not good it kind of seems like he could use a surgery on his elbow that's where that's where my brain is at is that he probably could use surgery on his elbow, but he's going to just try to get through the season because um, it's not horrendously painful. But that might change. I I have a lot of concerns with Stafford this year. I don't, you know. Have they opened up about what all is wrong with the elbow, or have they been pretty mum and just been like, his elbow is sore? Because that's all I've seen. Wasn't it like something they were like, we don't know how to diagnose this? <laughs> Or they're just saying that and posturing. But it sounds like he has been able to kind of get back into drills and stuff. So hopefully it is actually like just, you know, some tendonitis or something. But right. literally, I, I just I just saw something come up. I was about to dig into it. And it's like his injury could linger. Um, so, oh, wait, he did have off-season surgery on it, apparently. Oh, he did. Yeah. For which he had off-season surgery could be a problem all season long. Um, it might just be like a pay management thing. I don't. I didn't realize he had surgery. Was it a previous off season? Or just past off season? I guess it was his past off season. I don't know, but I don't remember Maybe hearing about that initially. It's <laughs> just like a cleanup. Yeah. Again, it could just be there's not enough time to recover between <laughs> it, surgery and now. So it's just gonna be a little sort. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if he does play. I do have them at around 12 and 5, maybe a little bit less. Um, they, have a, they, they do play some pretty good competition this year. And they could honestly lose week one against, I'm sure, a very eager to dominate Bill's team. So, so I, I, I'm, I'm digging it up. So he got an inflammatory injection in March. And I don't know if that counts as the procedure or if there is something else. But... I'm seeing it labeled as elbow tendonitis, which would kind of make the most sense that they're saying stuff's lingering. So it might just be a, he gets a shot most games and doesn't practice a lot. Yeah. I mean, we know Stafford's a tough guy. Yeah. The main thing is just like, as long as it doesn't go to crud in the middle of the year. Yeah. I think you always have something of an injury concern with Stafford just because he's always had like some back problems, which are, they don't get better over time nope. in the NFL. <laughs> um, elbow stuff. He's tough. He'll muscle through it as long as he can. Yeah, but like you said, though, that this this first opening game is going to be a big test of their line, which has changed, and his elbow. And we're not previewing, but the Bills are favored, and I think part of that might be because some of the change the Rams have gone through. So, like, are you? Do you think they'll start slow and be fine? Like, how, like how do you expect their line to adjust? And like, what what do you expect from this Rams team overall? Um, I've still got them at you know double digit wins, somewhere around eleven and six to twelve and five. 
Um, I don't expect a whole lot of line integration issues because Note Boom has been with the team for so long that he's going to kind of slide right in as a starter. He started a bunch for them. He's been their like dependable backup whenever mm-hmm. someone got hurt. Um, I still think their tackle position and center position are good. And I, they just kind of need some help at guard. Uh, but I love A-Rob with, the, with Stafford. I think that's a very natural pairing. I love him and Cup together on that offense. And I suppose running back is probably the one I'm the most hesitant on with Akers and Henderson. Yeah, Akers is a, is a tough one because he came off that Achilles pretty quickly last year, but was it good? So, like, I'm curious if that – I hope that's just he came back really soon and was not fully ready and that it's that was not the new level of him. So, and then – but McVay has pretty much all but said, like, a bunch of times, hey, we're going to use a committee, hey, it's going to be split. So, it's a tough uh, – tough – choice of baskets to put exit i guess if you're looking at their backfield <laughs> i i mean i would lean acres because i feel like the upside's there more if you're talking like fantasy wise but he does cost more like you can get henderson a lot cheaper whether it's redraft and then your dfs like especially for the showdown coming up like but get, 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 get ahead of myself get ahead of myself we're, we're real close to the season so it's hard not to get too ahead of ourselves on it um but yeah i, I forgot i forgot no boom was with them and already filling in we had it on the on the additions because we, we, we added in some key re-signings as well but right yeah but they, they they have lost a couple of key guys on the line too and i think that's worth noting and you kind of have that reflected in your uh o-line rankings too where they were elite and now they're just like right around average right there's yeah they've still got good positions but their guards are a question mark which is kind of steering me away from um, going all in on their running back situation for mm-hmm. fantasy purposes. Because I don't know who the reception guy will be. I assume that would be Akers. Yeah, that's if, my guess. You so. know, but then Henderson might get the goal line carries. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, I mean, okay. <laughs> Stafford's not going to really run it in much. So it's good. <laughs> like, the carries are the running backs at least. So I, they really might, they, they might just, like, alternate series and stuff like that, too. It, could, right. it might be a tough situation to figure out, like, because the presumption is Akers is going to be the main guy, but McVay's kind of indicated it might not be the case. It's it's tough, but I I think we're parsing through this team because we like we don't have a lot to say because like they won the Super Bowl, they're still good, so it's kind of just at this point like, what do we expect like as far as specifics go? I overall I think they might be a notch down from where they ended last year. But not by much, like a little bit lower. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I think they are a little bit worse than last year, but they are still a very good team. Yeah. As far as the changes, I do. Okay, I'm obviously an A-Rob shooter. I think A-Rob's going to be a fun target for Stafford. He'll oh, definitely. Yeah. So that so Odell was kind of this for him, and this is what we saw with Calvin and Kenny Galladay, which well, I'm not trying to compare A-Rob to Calvin, but I think if you put him somewhere between Odell and Kenny Galladay, that's a very fair spot. Um mm-hmm as the the fuck it he's down there somewhere type of guy like <laughs> yeah yeah no, that, i think somewhere between odell and kenny galladay is pretty much alan robinson mm-hmm. so he's galladay but can get separation <laughs> <laughs>
Ah, man. Poor Kenny G in New York. Um, one one thing I did have on here, uh, and it, it's all going to depend on if Akers is fine or not, but if Akers is not fine, I think Kareem Hunt would be a perfect fit for this offense if they decide oh, they yeah. want to trade for him. And that's not good. that's not on the radar at all yet because I think they have to decide what they want out of the running backs, but I think they could kind of get two birds, one stone if they had Kareem Hunt on the field instead of alternating Akers and Hendo. Yeah, I've not read that anywhere or really much um, posturing on where Hunt could go, but I think that would be deadly. Yeah, like as far as fits go with teams that don't have running back, like, most teams have running back figured out or are fine with not having it figured out. But assuming he doesn't go back to the Chiefs, like the Rams seem like a good spot. Um, but I honestly, okay, speaking of the Chiefs though, one of the things we talk about with the Chiefs is their head coach quarterback combo being like the best uh-huh. where would you put the rams on that with stafford and mcveigh like top five if so where in the top five like there's, there's all that's a, a tough list to ask off the top of your head but it is a tough question but let's see i think mahomes and chiefs are are one i think um I think we can put Lamar and Harbaugh up there. Maybe not the best, but they're definitely up on the list. They're a great combo for each other. Harbaugh leans into his strengths. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I think that um, LaFleur and Rodgers are also very good Yeah, uh, as well. I would probably put... There's been a lot of change recently, so it's kind of tough. So yeah, honestly... Yeah, so honestly, like, Stafford and like, McVay off of like, his consistency... Oh, yeah, that's definitely one, too. Yeah. I mean, Burrow and Taylor might be in there. I guess we, we still want to try how we feel about Taylor, but... Right. But I think that's they're one probably to consider. Up too, yeah. And then I think Staley and Herbert could yeah. potentially be a very good one. Yeah, so I think what, those, yeah, I mean, those last two kind of have to prove a little more, maybe, but... I think you can easily say top five coach-quarterback mm-hmm. combo for Stafford and McVay and maybe, like, three or four. Yeah, def- definitely one of the best, though. And then that's that's something with them where in games I was torn, I gave them the edge because that's usually right. our default tiebreaker is head coach quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah, Ram- Rams are solid. but <laughs> Rams. Rams are good. Yeah, but on to uh, we'll go with the Niners because I've got the Niners and Cardinals basically the same. Um, you've got the Niners slightly ahead. Um, so... How you feel about? I think I think it's more about how you feel about the Cardinals and the Niners, though. Is that true? Or I, yeah, <laughs> it's just re- I am having a really hard time with the Cardinals. Um, so we'll schedule. get to them next. The Niners, at least, I have a pretty clear view on. They have a rookie quarterback, an amazing defense, a good head coach, and a lot of weapons on offense. I think that they're going to lose a few games because of. Maybe mistakes that Lance would make that Jimmy G wouldn't, but I also think they'll win games because of athletic plays that Lance will make that Jimmy <laughs> G wouldn't. So, yes. does that make sense? Oh, exa- exactly. I, I I was about to complete your sentence for you. I'm on the same page. Okay. <laughs> love Kittle. Love Debo. Um, you know their running game is going to be good because they have the best left tackle in football, pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, mm-hmm. Their yeah, their defense is disgusting. Just they're just so good at getting after the quarterback. They're very creative defensively. 
even if their secondary isn't always great. But they have a lot of people coming back that are going to be better in their secondary uh, that they didn't have for a lot of last year. Yeah, that was their, like, honestly, probably biggest issue last year was all the secondary injuries they had. They had, like, adding Charvarius Ward was, like, a huge grab for them. Yeah, because, like, I remember Emmanuel Mosley was solid, just not amazing. He's he's kind of like the Cromartie is kind of the the one I always go to. Like, you need your one, but he's a very good two. So having him and Ward is immediately a bump. They they were down to like their sixth cornerback. Last yeah, I mean they were times. they had Richard Sherman out there, right? Like yeah. So it it got pretty pretty dire. Uh, their secondary though does have an easier time because of the defensive front they've got. Yes. So when I was ranking them again, I'm gonna resort it, but the Niners have arguably the best, but definitely a top three. Uh, defensive front seven or front six depending on how they you know organize it but as far as defensive fronts go they are up there for sure um oh, yeah like kidlaw armstead bosa warner like they like bosa and warner are enough to put you like top 10 alone i think <laughs> like <laughs> those are like two of the best at their position so yeah. and that, that was one of the big things for me was like if you've got that difference maker it's just huge got that dog in him mm-hmm. and then ebucom is also very good yeah like he, i kind of think of him as an ugba mm-hmm. they're kind of uh like good maybe not the highest rated but they're very good at what they do yeah and then kinlaw is very good yeah he, he like he was so because when did they draft him was he a 2020 pick or um 2020 remember they traded away to forrest buckner and drafted kenlaw and we were like why would you do that but he has turned out very good yeah but just loaded like fred warner like i i need to look at a list but fred warner might be the best or it's definitely a top few linebacker in the game like and i'll, I'll like i'll see solid too like it's there's not a weak spot in their defensive front i don't think no not in the defensive front. Yeah. The secondary is weak at safety unless they get Jimmy Ward, but I think he's on IR now. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of the whole thing. It's like that that their front makes the secondary's life easy. Right. So, hey, maybe they're susceptible to tight ends. That's something to keep a, keep an uh, keep an eye on throughout the year. Yeah, I've I've got another team. Um, I think I put in this division actually uh, that I expect to be a, a tight end funnel type, type of team. Um, so yeah, we both have our ten and seven, which I think in the NFC is probably playoff level team. But again, like secondary, they have good starters, but the depth is a huge issue. I think, and like they, if they don't stay healthy again, that's going to become a really big weak point again for them. Um, I think they're kind of akin to the Colts in that way, where they've got like the good front seven and then the questionable secondary, especially depth wise. Like, so if you get good O line, quick separators, like that could be the type of matchup that becomes an issue for you. Right. Um, we did also see, okay. Not that we really thought sermon would actually get much work anyway, but he did get cut. So that's kind of like an extra little, I don't want to say like boost to Eli Mitchell, but like maybe just a better like confirmation of priors where we like, okay, like we expected him to be the guy, but like now we can feel better about them not doing any committee bullshit, I think. Yeah. I, th- I think Mitchell is the guy. Then you have Jeff Wilson to help, you know, mm-hmm. leave that. 
And they drafted uh, Tyrion Davis Price. Yeah, who I know um, you liked. Yeah, they... he's like he kind of UNC? profiles closer to Sermon. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU. Oh, LSU. Who was UNC he's this a little year? Bit was more that? Of a, he was a bit more of a bruising back. Gotcha. So he might kind of fit what they were hoping to get out of Sermon, but did. Was UNC Tyson Chandler? Yep. Okay, the other tie. There you go. The other tie. <laughs> yes. Okay. With Sermon, do you think he will contribute with Eagles at all, or is he just a bust? Do you think Shanny ruined him? Was he already ruined? What What's your take on that? <laughs> uh, I don't know if he'll be relevant on the Feagle. The Feagles. The Philly Eagles. <laughs> I'm going to call him that now. The Feagles. I like that. Isn't that great? I don't... <laughs> Can I call them that? I don't think that's a slur, so I think you're good, right? I don't the Feagles? It sounds like you're saying feeble, too. Like, it's perfect. The Feagles. Yeah, I don't think he'll be that, I don't know, impactful on the Feagles. Um, <laughs> that's beautiful. I'll take uh, my chances on Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott first. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of the things where with Shanny, I'm always wondering, like, did he ruin this person? Like, with, <laughs> I, I, I think he ruined Pettis. Like, I th- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to still take that stance. But I don't alas. think he ruined Sermon, but I think that Shanny has a really tough playbook, and he demands that his rookies learn it. And if they don't, he doesn't use them. Mm-hmm. He's a hard ass. Yeah. But moving on to the Cardinals, who have a head coach who we have also questioned at times in Cliff. And is that where you have some concern? Is it elsewhere on the roster? Or where where is your Cardinals concern based? Or at least some of your worry about them maybe not living up to potential? So there's a few reasons. The first is that we don't have DeAndre Hopkins to start the year for six games, which is a lot considering That's also the true, Cardinals yeah. have gotten, what, like 90% of their wins in the first half of their seasons. <laughs> um, so if they start out with a losing record and then they continue their trajectory of losing in the second half of the year, their record might be terrible. Um, and I hope it's not. I do think that Marquise Brown will work with Kyler very well. That's going to be a great pairing. Yeah. I think their O-line is okay. I think it's a little above average. They have a good center. I, they're, guard was cut from the Giants so I don't think he's great uh, Will Hernandez I could be wrong um, and Kelvin Beecham was a Jets tackle for years so that should tell you enough and then <laughs> when you're poaching from the Giants and Jets for your line it may not be the best side right. <laughs> so I just think they're a little bit out of sorts I don't think they're gonna put it all together for a little while which means they start the year off a little whack and then Kyler is really good, but he also doesn't really throw over the middle because he literally can't see the middle of the field, um, which seems like <laughs> pseudoscience, but I, it's actually true. If you look at his, like his passing, it's almost exclusively the sidelines. Maybe Ertz can help with that because he's so tall, mm-hmm. but... Their, their defense is still good, but they did lose Chandler Jones. I like Zayvon Collins a lot. I think he'll do well, and he joins a nice linebacking core. They have 
a decent pass rush because they have J.J. Watt still, but I'm just kind of iffy on them. I yeah. just don't really – I really don't know. They could be very good. They could struggle at the beginning of the year and not really take advantage of games they need to win. Yeah, they they have – so a, a kind of tough start too. Obviously, the Chiefs, tough draw. They go to the Raiders. Um, they have the Rams at home. So I gave them that Rams victory, but like if they don't win that, I didn't give them the first two. Like there's a very realistic 0-3 start for Arizona. Which, which is how I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the, the one. Like that's probably the one difference we've got is that Rams game. Uh, but so yeah, like they lost Chandler Jones, lost Jordan Hicks. Um, they drafted a couple of DNs to try to fill those voids. Um, no Christian Kirk, no Chase Edmonds on offense, and obviously no Hop to start. Got in Hollywood, and my growing concern is that so Rondale Moore they have undisclosed I've, I've seen literally nothing but apparently he's uncertain for week one i have no clue what it is because they've literally said nothing aside from like he's iffy uncertain um zach Ertz, they've actually said calf at calf strain and he's not a certainty for week one too so like that's not reassuring that he's already gimpy um right. they do have trade mcbride but i don't know if they want to you know thrust him in just yet so if those guys are question marks like that's not good especially if they're actually already hurting so no i I definitely see like how this team could you know start slow out the gate and like you said stay slow is brutal they do have a tough schedule that's like the biggest thing for me was like there are there are a lot of games where i'm like i'm like i want to give them this but like man some shit they're easiest like okay they get the falcons that's one in the later half of the year, but they have the Chiefs, the Rams twice, the Eagles, the Saints, the Vikings. Uh, you have the Ram, the Rams twice, obviously in the Niners, but then the Chargers, Denver, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, there are like a lot of these close ones. I could take away from them, and all of a sudden they have a pretty shitty record. So they get they get three like justifiably quote unquote easy ones with the Seahawks twice in Atlanta and even that's a divisional one mm-hmm. yeah like <laughs> it's it's brutal out there for them <laughs> it's brutal they're one of the few <laughs> NFC teams with a really 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 hard schedule mm-hmm. and they're not starting off on good footing yeah they man the, yeah KC then out to Vegas then hosting the Rams that's a really that's a really fucking rough start like <laughs> right <laughs> there oh aren't many God. harder ones like that I'm looking through like, as far as, like, a three-game start. New England with at Miami, at Pitt, hosting Baltimore is kind of tough. But, yeah. This is brutal. Honestly, I feel bad for Atlanta, too. Actually, they get Seattle on one of them. But, yeah, the Arizona might have the hardest three-game start. Yeah. KC's is tough because, yeah, yeah. I mean, they go at Arizona and then host Chargers and host Indy. That's kind of tough, too. Yeah, that's, that's pretty tough, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, th- th- those are up there start-wise. Alas. We're... We've got them with a winning record, but I think it's going to be fringe playoff and potential for some big downside. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to bring up before we move on to the last team in the, well, I'll say Lee almost, um, <laughs> is uh, their running back group. So after Connor, they've got a couple running backs that you and I both really like with, uh, you know, Benjamin and Keontae Ingram. It sounds like, Eno has taken a big step this offseason and he's the number two. 
And then I guess Keontae is the number three at the moment, but it is worth keeping an eye on because with Edmonds gone, if Connor misses time, like Eno probably steps in to, I don't know if he'd be in that like full workhorse role, but he'd probably get a pretty sizable amount of work if Connor misses time. So he's someone to either stash or have on waiver speed dial, I think. Yeah. Waiver speed dial. Yeah, and yeah. What up, Eno? Yeah, I need you, man. <laughs> he, uh, and he'll get you those Benjamins. Hey. Uh, he was someone, though, he, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he stayed in college an extra year longer than people thought, and his draft stock plummeted. That's like one of those, like, he was in one of those weird cases. Like, because I, I remember people were really excited about him, and then he stayed, and then he ended up going away later because I can't remember if it was production and the team was bad or he got hurt or what it was. But, like, he was expected to come out a certain year, be an earlier pick, and then it just kind of went to, went to Dookie. So, yeah, I mean, he could get a chance this year to show, like, hey, I should have been a top eight. So, we'll see. Although. Speaking of top picks, we uh, have a team who might be picking at the top in 2023 for the Seahawks, who we've got for about two or three wins. Yep. I honestly think the Seahawks could go winless. Um, I fully expect them to be the worst team in the NFL. They, like, actually took Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson, which is so hysterically inept. Um, My thing is... So all the reports are that it's just kind of like, yeah, we suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, I think they're aware of that and okay with it. Yep, I, I mean, how do you convince your team to play hard when you just traded away Russell Wilson? Well, you, it, but you think they don't want to play hard for for Gino and Drew Locke? Right. <laughs> uh, so I don't have a lot of faith in the offense. Their O line is not complete trash because they drafted um what's his name charles cross Mm -hmm. and they has they have a gabe jackson but other than that yeah they've got one of the worst lines in the league so i mean Uh, oh yeah gino is the starter now right presumably yeah like i think with locks really shitty preseason outing they decided to go with gino although i'll be honest i do expect us to get some drew lock at some point yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. And then they've got, uh, I don't know if Eason is on the practice squad or what his deal is, because I know he was with them for a bit, but... He might be. I don't see him on the official roster. So yeah, no, yeah I, know, I know they released squad. him recently, but I don't know if they had him at the practice squad. I don't see that they did. I expect him to make it back on the practice squad at some point when they decide they are done with, uh, <laughs> are done with Gino, but... Uh, I do see that apparently Kenneth Walker has made a quick recovery from his hurt area surgery and is back to practice. So oh, wow. he has not been rolled out for a season opener. Not, I don't expect him to do much if he's available, but it'll probably be Penny for the first week or two. But again, it's Rashad Penny and it's the Seahawks who are terrible. So I imagine they'll want to get Kenneth Walker going ASAP. Um, they're, uh, oh, also they let go of Bobby Wagner. Same thing as russell wilson i was just like okay so you've let go of wagner and (laughs) so you're just all in on tanking huh yeah yeah no no wagner no russ no they got rid of no no dj reed no carlos dunlap who was kind of a pass rush in a bottle last year they just traded ugo amadi to the eagles recently 
They brought in Quentin Jefferson and Nwosu on uh, defense as well. And they did also get Noah Fant. That's one, I guess, worth right. mentioning. Uh, three much replaced Gerald Everett. Um, I mean, that's an upgrade, Which I'd say, I, at least. I, Fant is probably the one Seahawk I would actually potentially draft besides DK. Mm-hmm. I'm not drafting a whole lot of those players, but I do think Fant will... I mean, should they find the red zone be a weapon? They should find the red zone. Occasionally. Occasionally. Their <laughs> yeah. defense is still solid. It's not Yeah, their great, their front seven terrible. was better than I expected when I was going through it. So again, it's gonna get reordered, but one thing you realized was hey, like there's not like really any trash O lines that I'm like, there's a lot of good front sevens in the league. Like depending on how like you sort it out, but like there aren't many that are terrible, and I realized that the Seahawks one was kind of, like, better than I expected. Like, they've got, like, a, some pretty decent guys up front and some de- okay linebackers, decent linebackers. Like, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. I mean, the secondary is a different story, but <laughs> the front seven was okay. I was like, all right, that's not terrible. Um, yeah, I think we've expressed our concern with Lockett and the bad quarterback play. Um, yeah. Kenneth Walker was already going pretty late. And now that he's had has the hernia, he's going even later probably. So he's someone I think you know take late, stash that kind of thing, just because his upside later in the year is probably pretty high depending on how much they get him on the field. Uh, so with this team, I think they might be a big tight end target um, based on their like their defense. They've got like you know good D line. Okay, linebacker group, but like some questionable guys coverage wise, and then we've talked about their especially their safeties. Like the they're they don't have okay, they've got Jamal Adams, but they don't really have like safeties who I think can reliably cover a tight end or corners who can reliably cover a tight end. So or linebackers. Like I don't think they have anyone who can cover tight ends on their team, is my concern. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe someone steps up and I'm up. wrong, but yeah, like I I don't know how they're gonna stop good tight ends and maybe even bad tight ends i don't know i'm trying to think who it would be like unless quandre Diggs ends up being or like <laughs> that's a, that's a stretch so yeah he's a little bit more of your um interception kind of free safety than than strong tackling free safety yeah so he, he might be the tight end defense but again like he's only five nine so <laughs> they're they're kind of like they're kind of fucked on tight end defense. Is my they're, so they're my kind of early bet for the tight end target defense because there's there's every year there's usually one that's like man they are garbage against tight ends. We talk about this all the time. Almost yeah. every team is about the same against tight ends just because like there aren't enough amazing tight ends that like we could see it enough. Some teams just don't use their tight ends, but occasionally there's gonna be like one team who's great and one team who's terrible. Like, for a couple of years, it was the Cardinals, like, you know, was the Vance yeah. Joseph defenses, like, Chris the Broncos for a bit. The Giants had a year where it was them. Like, I think this year it might be the Seahawks. Obviously, we'll find out or not, but that's my guess because they're also going to be, you know, I think dogs in every game. We still have times tight ends have good outings as big favorites. So, that's right. my, that's one of my uh, predictions on, on them. And yeah, it's always fun when after like three weeks, you've got a team that's ranked as like the number one tight end defense. And you're like, yeah, they played Kelsey, Kittle and, you know, Gronk to say in years past. Of course, 
they've got the worst tight end defense. Yeah. You know? That that's that is like the biggest one you gotta watch out for as far as uh like specific player matchup context type of stuff. Otherwise you're just gonna get yourself in trouble. Especially if you're on ESPN. Those those green and red numbers <laughs> can really trick your eyes there. Don't look at it. You got to look at the individual player that went against them. Exactly. And even for like DFS this year and like fancy this year, like, I don't know. I can't remember if the season longs will show the like last year rankings, but like the fantasy sites, all at least the DFS ones show like the last year rankings against this. So you're going to see like, you know, a red second for a certain player matchup, but that might be completely changed. Like a green 28 might be entirely, you know, worthless because we've seen so many huge overhauls in these teams that like, I wouldn't take any of the last year rankings with much weight. Like some of them can maybe apply. Like some teams didn't change much. A team's probably not going from like worst to first, but if a team was really good or was a liability that could have changed close to average so right that rant was that that rant is gonna come at some point and we might have already said it but it's always worth repeating i think so that will i believe wrap up the uh nfc west unless you've got any additions on any of these teams um no i think uh i think we did our diligence on this one yeah i agree you know i, th- I think we do our due diligence pretty well that's something we, we we value here at Mozzie and the Muscles is diligence. Um, diligence. So, in the meantime, you can find us doing our due diligence on some other topics on our website at mozzieandthemuscle.com, where we will post, you know, you know, think pieces about Dan Campbell, some some DFS theory, all sorts of good stuff, you know, whatever, whatever we're, we're uh, pushing through in our brains. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle. And uh, I haven't played the TikTok in a bit because we haven't been posting on it. But as the season comes up, we'll, we'll probably get back on it a little more. And our TikTok is also uh, Mozzie and Muscle. So until next time, thank you for tuning in.